Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back to what is the last podcast of 2020. Welcome, welcome. If it is your first time tuning in, welcome. My name is Gabby Thorne, and I am the host of Am I Worthy? Y'all, we have made it through 2020. Woo, woo. Do a little dance in your car. Do a little shimmy, a little something. You know, y'all, y'all. We are at the end. We are entering about to enter 2021. And I'm excited. Honestly, I am. I'm excited for a new year because honestly, New Year's Eve or like New Year's Day is my favorite holiday, actually. And that I love entering a new year. I love entering a new journey, new anything. I just love new. You know, I'm a person. I am a person of habit, of course, while also I'm very open to trying new food, trying new places to tra- travel to or anything uh, that's out of sort. And so, yeah, I'm like the opposite of tradition, honestly. That's how I would describe myself. And so I'm excited for 2021. And when I think about all that this year has put me through, I can just think of God's grace and God's mercy and that being obedient to God and doing what he tells me to do the first time that he's told me to do. I've just seen time after time after time again of how he is a good father, of how he is a provider. And he's just, he's God alone. He's not God if um, I'm a perfect person. He's not God if, um, like, I have everything in order. No, he doesn't even want me to have any, everything in order. He just wants me to trust and submit to him. And so I'm just very, very thankful for uh, God above this year. And so when I think about this year, right, my year, I realized this the other day, y'all. My year began in December. My year did not begin in January. When I think about everything that kind of like offset or pushed everything into this year, it was last January. And so a year ago, I was still within ar- the architecture design school at uh, JMU, James Madison University, where I graduated from in May 2020. And so a year ago, I remember we were having our architecture finals, right? And y'all, when I say stress is like in small word compared to how I felt, like I was just so worried and that most people um, already know this, but like I wasn't a perfect architecture student. Um, you know, I was like constantly like, uh, like bombing my class. Yeah, I'm so thankful that that happened because the lessons that it taught me of how to not like work for gratitude, not work for um, always being like best compared compared to everyone else, yet um, leaning on God is something that it, architecture school really taught me. And I talked about it more on Instagram, so I'm not going to keep going about that. But um, yeah, so a year ago when I was in architecture school, we had our uh, critique. And so when you're in architecture school, you have critiques. You don't have papers and this and that, which, whew, Praise Lord, because God knows I could, I could not, mm-mm, mm-mm. people be writing, y'all, I wrote all the papers all this year with my Fulbright application <laughs> for my Fulbright research grant. I have done enough, I have done enough drafts for like maybe a good two plus years. I don't know. The next drafts I'll probably do is write a book or something. Yeah. Um, 
ourselves our, our final critique. And critique is a presentation basically whereas you present all the work that you've done and then you receive critique, which is criticism from your, uh, what is the word? Your professor's or visiting professors or architects or whomever, right? And so critique is a very, very hot time as an architecture student. And so we have our final critique and the night before, even, mm, wow, I literally remember now, it was, I, I believe the night right before I had went to the campus ministry that I serve in, um, and this was before campus ministry, but um, I was just still a student with um, ENC, Every Nation Campus um, at JMU. And I literally went up for prayer and I just started bawling tears. I just felt like I can't do this. I just felt like I'm just going through so much right now. I just started bawling tears and the person praying over me is just saying, God wants you to have faith, which I look back now and that faith, that faith back then was, it was a really true precursor of uh, the faith steps I had to take throughout the year. All right, but so we have this um, architecture um, critique final, and that the night before, I get the I get that word, and I go straight from ENC and um, like at our church, and then I go straight to the architecture building I'm working all night, and uh, uh, what happens, of course, which if you're an if you're an architecture student or you know an architecture student, you know this is kind of like a it's bad, but it's kind of like a normal habit to do all nighters and stuff, which I, I did a lot of. And, um, so the morning of architecture final comes and it is set like probably like seven or 6am. Like when we start to see the sun rising outside. And so like I go, like I go home shower and, um, the the whole way there, I'm just like, just praising God in the car from like going home to take a shower for like 30, 30 minutes and then getting ready and dressed and everything. And then coming back to school to prepare for the critique. So then we get to my critique right that day. And this is a year ago, so December 2019. We get to my critique, and I just present everything, but I just literally got to the point. I just didn't care. Um, Like, I presented all my work. I talked about it, but I just didn't even care what people thought at that point. I didn't even care about the whole project. I was just so tired. Uh, Yeah, and that's what happens when you don't sleep. I was just so tired. I was just so, God, I don't even want to do this anymore. I was just straight fed up. I didn't even have tears in me. I just felt like, solemn like i i honestly i think that's one of the mm, very few times in my life i felt solemn to the point where i don't care i truly don't care and so then one of my architecture professors um tate um oh tate was just a huge part of my architecture career um tate he he goes like i had one drawing that put up but i had layered it right and so when i say layered it like other drawings were behind it so then he like pulls up and he's like, pull out the drawing that's like all the way behind. And um, then I pull it out and he's like, Gabby. And everybody like crowd, like all the critics um crowd around and they're like, Gabby, why didn't um you show us this? And he's like, girl, he literally looks at me. And let me tell you how God speaks. This man, um Tate, literally looks at me and he says, Gabby, you got to be like Moses. Moses at the Red Sea, he didn't go back. He said, you go for it. You go for it from here. Y'all, tell me why. My word for uh, this year that God had given me a little while after that was consistency for the first six months and then more for the last six months. And then also 
the scripture for the year was it was in Exodus 3.14, I am that I am. Y'all, something that came all the way from December where I wanted to give up. Oh, if I would have given up, I wouldn't have gotten that word from Tate. And this is for some of y'all right now. Some of y'all want to give up. Some of y'all do not want to keep going. Some of y'all want to give up on your kids. You want to give up on your spouse. You want to give up on all these different people, right? That your life has a purpose. And also, you don't know what's on the other side of not giving up, not giving up. Like even this week, I realized that failure is only quitting on God's mission, Failure is only quitting on God's mission. And some of y'all want to give up so bad, so you really need to write down your notes. Put it on a sticky note, put it on your forehead. I don't know where you want to put it, but put it somewhere. Because um, I realized that if I'm being obedient to God, I'm doing what he's called me to do, then I'm just, I'm successful. There's not like a in the middle type of thing, whereas God's like, uh, maybe try again, this and that. Like, no, being, being successful is being obedient to God. And so today y'all, I just want to share a couple of other lessons that I learned from, uh, 2020. All right. So y'all, I feel like first lesson that I learned is that God is fully in control of my life. And if I add to that is that with daily surrender, daily obedience, I will see the abundant promises of God, right? And so let's start with when I, when, let's start back to beginning this year. Beginning this year, um, you know, God instruct, you know, just gave me just sign after sign after sign after sign to apply for this Fulbright Research Grant in Ethiopia, Right. And so I'd ap- I apply- I applied in October. Yeah, I started this process in December. I did not know what that process was going to be. Yeah, I know that I got a word from God. I know that I got confirmation after confirmation. Um, That's the word I want to really use, not just sign, but con- I got confirmation after confirmation from God to go to apply for this. And so I did it, right? Uh, yet when I did it, there is still like this, kind of gap where it's like okay if I apply for this full this this Fulbright it's not something that's immediately after graduate after I graduate because it takes a year uh, like a process and so I realized that and then um I realized I was starting to think of okay what what am I going to do after um I graduate and that um oh like I wasn't a great architecture student and everything yeah I always tried like I always pushed I don't know how I did all those all-nighters I truly don't know how but that's that's something about me I don't give up I do not give up if I'm going to start something I'm going to finish it I might not finish it the way I anticipated to finish it yeah I'm going to finish it and so that's the same with architecture school is that I truly push through and then also at a support team some of y'all are going through some parts of your life and you do not have a support team and let me tell you having a support team is vital to your success to you being obedient to God you hear me having a support team is vital to you being obedient um not being obedient to God but you fulfilling the full purpose the full promise of uh God's life like within uh Ecclesiastes when he says that it's not uh, like two is better than one it's so true it's so true because when you have someone else to push you when you're feeling down when you have someone else to push you when you're not feeling right when you have someone else to just push you and say yo like this is just a season this is not the rest of your life 
That's what you need in your life. And so get a support team. Uh, let me tell you. And uh, your person, you're like, well, how do I do that? Especially I'm a person and I do have faith. Yet the people around me um, don't have faith or I'm a person. And I, I have this career. Or I have this business ambition or I have this nonprofit ambition or whatever this is. Yet I don't know what I'm going to do. Start looking um. Go to church. Uh, if you go to church, find a small group, right? You might not connect with every single person in that group, yet it's okay. If you only connect with one person, that's okay. And that's another thing about support team. A support team does not have to be like 20, 10, 30 people. My support team is like five people, okay? And they know who they are. And I like that. I like that my support team is small. I like that I don't have to force it. It just flows. Do you get know what I'm saying? Like when you have a support team, it should be people where it's like, Hey, I need you to just straight up hold me accountable while also I need you to be here praying for me. You know, if I tell you an issue, I don't need you coming with your human opinion. I need you helping me um pray and we and we listen to God together. That's a support team, baby. And so with learning of how God was uh just so it's just so fully in control of my life. I let go of plans I have to graduation and that I plan on not working with an architecture firm, but like working as a cost estimator, working as something else right after graduation. Um, and so I let go of that. And then within February, God called me into ministry. And that I know that the ministry that I'm in right now, campus ministry, I know this is the purpose. I know this is exactly where God wants me to be right now. While also going throughout this internship, uh, because right now what I'm in is a campus ministry internship. So within June, I'll, I, you either kind of go full-time into ministry, if that's what God's calling you to do, or you don't. And for me, I honestly do not know where I'll be at in June. I'm being so straight up. I honestly don't in that, um, yes, God has given me a word of the place I will be. And I don't want to talk about that, but, um, I don't know exactly the position that if he, if I, um, with, if I am within this place of where that'll be. And so, uh, I had to learn how to let go of control. I had to truly, truly learn how to let go of control. I had to let go of God. You have my plans. You have my future. You have everything. Cause in February, when he called me in the ministry and also, um, something else and then he said you can do both I literally heard that that day I heard him say you can do both and when I accepted that call in the ministry I said okay that's that was literally me saying okay let go of my plans and there's been plan after plan after plan after year this year that I thought was going to happen God has knocked it over yeah I'm grateful for that and then moving throughout this year is that I've realized that when God gives me a word, it is not to be shared with everyone. And that's, that's something else. That's second lesson I've learned. When God gives me a word or God tells me the next step or this and that, it's not to be shared with everyone because everyone is not going to understand. Or also people might, uh, mm, how do I want to say this? It's easy to find people of church, but it's hard to find people of faith. For instance, it's easy to find people who they go to church every Sunday, they do this and that, they're, oh, going through the motions and this and that. Yeah, it's truly hard to find people of faith. People who, when they leave those church doors, oh, they're really about it. They're truly within the Bible. They're truly um, walking this 
uh, life of Christ out outside of Sunday service. They're truly worshiping and praising God. They're not just doing a Sunday act. It's so easy to find Sunday acts. I, and for me personally, I don't want people around me who are Sunday acts. I want people, hey, I'm slipping from this. Let's let's pray about it. Let's talk about it. Um, Let's confess to each other, right? I want people around me who, oh, you're really about your faith that if God could tell you um tomorrow that you're going to fly to like Wyoming or Nebraska or something, that person would do it. I want real people of faith around me because that's what it's really about walking throughout this Christian walk. And then when I think about how I've just learned how to um not share everything is that also I've learned how to, or I feel like God has really, truly broken people bondage. When I went to ministry, let me, y'all, this episode is so transparent right now. When I went to ministry, I can, um, there are many, many people who told me, are you sure? There are many, many people who tell me, why don't you get a job? There are many, many people who they didn't say congratulations or they anything. They just said, are you just doing this because someone asked you to do this? Which no one asked me to do this. God called me into ministry. And so with throughout all these different experiences of not having support going into ministry, not having support of uh, even uh, post-graduation at work in an, arch- in, in an architecture firm, which even before God gave me a word that uh, I was going to ministry, I knew I did, I did not want to do that after I graduated. I did not. I had three different architecture internships and I realized that this is not the course of that I want my life to go because honestly being in this place isn't cute for now, but long-term, this is I do not want to be drafting and drawing at a desk. And so I've truly, I personally feel like learned to just break that people bondage of my, whatever God sends me, right? Whatever God has in store for my life. It's not attached to someone's comfort, like someone's confirmation. It's attached to God's confirmation alone. Just like back to my anchor scripture for this year, Exodus 3.14, I, when God had told Moses, I am that I am. And then later he had um, said, go tell the people of Israel that I am that I has um, sent me, has sent me to you, right? Um, is that God doesn't have to tell everybody else what's going on, right? When I think about um, obedience and Deuteronomy, when it talks about with Deuteronomy 28, when it talks about the blessings for disobedience and the curses for disobedience, I want to be on that side of blessings for obedience. So no matter what I'm doing, no matter what I'm called to, no matter what ministry, what business, whatever that God has called me to, I'm going to go at God's commandments because the end of the day, not one single person, including myself on this earth, live for me, die for me and raise up three days later. Jesus did. Whew, I'm coming up with some smoke today. All right, let me sizzle down because I don't know. I just got I just got hot about that because for me personally, I've just met people who are within their forties and their or fifties, and they're depressed or they just feel stuck. Like, oh, I did this because someone told me to do this, this and that. Y'all, 
Let me tell you something. You live for people and you get to the end of your life and God had a whole purpose and a whole promise for you. You know how just defeating that is going to feel. And so I'm telling you right now, go read Deuteronomy 28. Read the blessings of obedience. Read the curses of disobedience. Read throughout the Bible of people who um, were obedient to God. They did what he called them to do, even when it was hard. And then also there is a reward for obedience. There is a reward that outweighs the riches or whatever of this world this world's phase y'all we are in our life y'all y'all don't y'all don't, i don't care if you take me serious or not but you think about we are in a whole pandemic a whole pandemic when has this happened within centuries years and so some of you truly open up your bible crack open your bible because mm, it looks similar to some end days and then when you are being obedient to god when you are fulfill fully fulfilling the promise that God has over your life and the calling, it is going to come with people snickering and talking about you. It is going to come with people not understanding what you're doing because guess what? God might not be telling this person what he's telling you. And why? Because God is God alone. He doesn't have to tell every single person around you what he's doing. All he wants you to do is obey, obey. He gives you a word, obey, obey. And you're a person and, um, you know, you're uh, just not understanding or uh, like how to break out this cycle, spend time within prayer, spend time within reading your Bible, spend time with how are you going to, for, okay, so let me go off real quick. How are you going to grow closer to God if you are not spending time with him? I'm just being straight up, right? And you feel in some type of way, I'm not condemning you, but if you feel yourself a conviction, okay. How are you going to grow closer to God, but you do not want to spend time in your Bible? How are you going to grow closer to God, um, yet you don't want to grow? Just like within 1 Corinthians, when Paul had talked about how y'all are within the milk of the world and y'all the milk of the word, but y'all aren't ready for the meat. It's like when you're growing relationship with God, it gets deeper and deeper and deeper. A year ago, and I'll be straight up, and I'm not... um coming from you in a like terrible way but I'm coming in a loving way of challenging you to spend more time with God a year ago right when I started spending more time with God before I started this vlog and then when I didn't know that this vlog would turn into this podcast yes I did not know that but see if I wouldn't have went through that first step which goes back to the beginning of if I would have given up on the vlog because I was scared if I would have given up on the vlog because I didn't know what was going to happen I would I would not be speaking to you right now on this platform and so for some of y'all, um, you feel scared to do what you're supposed to do. Fear is not a reason to be disobedient to God. It's not point blank, period. So you're a person and there's some things you need to do, yet you're scared or you're scared about what people will think. Spend time with God. You'll spend time with God. You'll be reading through Matthew and Mark. You'll be reading through the Gospels and see how, oh, people even talk about Jesus. So people talk about Jesus. They sh they'll talk about me. Yes, that's true. Yes, that's a part of your Christian walk, right? And so, for real, for real, you got to break that people bondage, y'all. Break it, break it. And then another lesson that I have learned this year is to not have expectations. Just come with anticipation. And so, I had... So I talked about a lot in a, in a previous episode, no expectations. It was a three-part series, so definitely go back and listen to that. And for me, I had to realize that, oh, if um, I receive a vision from God or I receive a word or even if 
um, God's just pushing and pushing me to do something, the in purpose might not be what I thought. So, for instance, um, over these last couple of months, like where I've like where I've where I've lived, or even where um I, what I've been uh doing, like starting this business and everything, I did not anticipate doing none of this. Nothing. There has been so much from entering ministry to now that I just can't believe that through being obedient to God, I literally fell at a part where I'm like, oh, I don't even want to, and a part of me doesn't want to plan what's next. Yet at the same time, okay, I have goals, like, come on. Um, yet, yeah, I've learned how to not have expectations. And when I say expectations, I'm even talking about timelines. You know, like we live in this generation, oh, I want to do this by 30 and this and that. Yeah, no, like I'm a woman. I don't, I could care less about if I get married before age 30. Yes. I could care less, honestly, because it doesn't matter for me personally. I feel like I would rather all my day, I would rather wait until get married until 40. And it's the person that God has for me rather than to spend one day, not even a whole lifetime, rather to spend even one day with a man, a man that God never intended me to be with. Right. And so, yeah, I've learned how to not have an expectation and also just to kind of go through the process that's another lesson just to go through the process because I have a huge huge um what's the word we can call it a problem I have a problem of going through the process and enjoying it I like to get to the end where it's like oh I'm done because of course I'll start what I'll finish what I start yeah I'm going through the process I can just feel like oh I'm not going through this yeah, the process is for a reason. Like when you think about when grapes go from grapes to lines to wine, right? It goes through a period where those grapes are crushed. And that's how I felt over these last three months. I have been crushed. I have been crushed with tests. I have been crushed with trials. I have been crushed with um just so much. I've been crushed with, oh, this is what real faith is. I have been crushed with, oh, this is what it truly means when God's your provider. When, okay, I don't know where um, this money's going to come from for this. I have been crushed with, okay, God, you're telling me to start this business right now, but it doesn't make sense. And also, I don't think that I need to be doing this right now. I think that I can be doing something else. Yeah, I have been crushed with so much yeah, the fruit that is going to produce this year, the fruit that is going to produce for generations beyond this year, that's why it matters. And so for some of y'all, um, you're feeling crushed, you're feeling worried, you're feeling just so overwhelmed. What is the crushing for? And that's a question to ask God in your prayer time. What is this crushing for? Because whether he reveals it to you or not, it's for a purpose. It might not be a clear purpose, and that's something I learned, but it's going to be for a purpose. And so also, focus on one day at a time, not the entire timeline. And when I say this, just focus on one day at a time, not the entire timeline, right? Like Romans 12, 2 reads, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve God's will, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. This world tells you, oh, you need to do this um, by 30 if you haven't done this by 50, you're a failure. That's a lie from the enemy, straight up from the pits of hell. Or um, if you're 40, you need to be uh, just settled in this. You need to retire at this age, this and that. Y'all, God qualifies man, not a human being. Mm. 
God qualifies man, not a human being. There is not no person in this world who can tell you how much you can achieve, who who can tell you how much you can grow, who can tell you what you can do for your kids. Who y'all, let me tell you something. Get out that people bunch. Get out the having an expectation that you can't do something or having the expectation that where you're at right now is you're just going to be the rest of your life who told you that and whoever told you that and they won't and whoever they was y'all be careful be careful about that and then when i say don't worry about uh the whole timeline is because there is joy in the process i'm still learning this myself y'all Y'all be thinking, I think some of y'all think sometimes that when I get up here, I'm just talking to everybody else or I'm perfect, perfect. No, I'm not perfect. God's perfection. I'm not perfect. And also a lot of times when I be coming up here, I be talking to myself too. I'm not just talking to y'all, you know? Um, and then also you go through, uh, you go through the process. It'll produce something. It'll produce a harvest that nobody can touch. When it's a God harvest, it's sustainable. Y'all, when you read, um, I believe it's like first Samuel five. When you read uh within first uh Samuel when it had talked about how long David reigned, he reigned for forty years. Yeah, before you just see David and Goliath, go and read Sam Samuel, right? Before that. When there was so much before that, right? When David had went through I'm sorry, not first Samuel five, but second Samuel five. When you read so y'all, when you read Second Samuel five, right, it talks about when um David had reigned that he reigned for a good bit. When the Lord made him king over Israel, he had started when he was thirty years old, right, and he reigned for forty years. When it is a God harvest, is sustainable. Some of y'all getting crushed and it's going to produce a fruit. And it's because God wants that fruit to be sustainable. He wants it to be long lasting. He wants it to be a long lasting harvest, a harvest that endures for generations, not just a five year project. And then it fails and it burns because it wasn't God's timing or God's hand on it. And so y'all, you got to go, you got to go to God's go. And then when you're focusing on one day at a time, it is going to help you. You hear me? It's going to help you. For me, I've had, and that's something that God's worked on a lot, is that I'm a person like, oh, five years from now, oh, three years from now, six months from now. Yeah, God, he was, He broke that all. He worked that all these last couple of months in that there's just so much to be enjoyed in a day. And then also, uh, tomorrow's not promise. Tomorrow is not promise, you know? Like within Matthew six twenty eight, why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need him. Then he, in the Matthew six thirty three of but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own, and so focusing on one day at a time it just helps. 
focus on God, his righteousness, his grace, his mercy, and then just realizing that I can plan all I want, but God has his final plan and his plan is golden. It's golden. It's golden. It's golden. And then also if God has a golden plan. It's going to take away, it's going to just take away some things like the last lesson that I've learned this year is that everyone is not my community. My community is a few. So with this, I've learned that um, it kind of goes back to the uh, the people bondage point is that people do not confirm what God has for my life. God confirms what he has over my life. Yes, and yes, God will use people like prophets or whomever to um, give me a word, yet when I say people, I mean like people's opinions. So I uh, went to architecture school for four years. Of course, the expectation, this is family, this is even people close to you. Oh, you're going to go get an architecture job. No, that's not what God had in store for me. Or even now, um, you're doing ministry, but you should be doing something else. God told me to start his business. And I have seen this, um, just starting his business of how just with establishing this LLC and so much of how God has just been, there for me every single moment and then also how i have realized how this is god's hand on it not me just starting something and it's, it's just burn of how god wants me it to be slow because it's going to be sustainable y'all there has been so much over these past couple months that if you only knew of like how is this girl coming on this um this podcast every single week when she's like crying at night how is this girl coming on this podcast every single week when she doesn't even know like where her finances are gonna come from y'all you do not even know and so that's what i'm talking about is on the with the people around you is that you gotta have people around you who are praying for you you gotta have people around you who they'll go they'll put their knees in the dirt to pray for you mm, dirty knees <laughs> You need to have some dirty knees people around you. Some people who, they'll be there. They'll be there because there are all these lessons um, for that 2020. I've just learned that having the great golly community, having the people who are for me, not against me, people who truly uh, just want to see me live throughout, walk, to walk in God's promise, not this world, is they have been my energy. There have been times when over this um, these past couple months, that I'll just call my friend and I'll just let it all out. I'll just let it all out. Like, I just don't care. And, some, and I can't do that with everybody, which is fine. And I I would encourage you to don't, don't go around on Facebook or go on Instagram and <laughs> I don't, that's just me personally. Okay. Go to who you need to go to, but everybody does not need to see every single part of you. But, um, yeah, y'all, these are the lessons I've learned from 2020 and entering 2021 i am excited for the new year also i just real i've realized that god orders my steps and he makes the wisdom of man look foolish mm. Whew. god orders my steps he does he knows he knows my begin my it my beginning from the end you know how powerful that is like he knows the whole end like he can see that far he crazy he got some good sight i got glasses <laughs> he got some good good sight he don't need glasses he don't need nothing because he's got he's not man um yeah <sighs> y'all i'm excited for a new year i'm excited to see what god's going to do and that uh for this year my word of the word of the year that god 
has given me was perseverance. And another word for that means long suffering. So I already know some tests and trials about to come next year. Yeah, I feel ready. I feel like my roots have just grown deeper and deeper in God. And I just feel like whatever's going to happen, it's going to happen. And then God's timing is perfect and his will is good and pleasing. Because I've been, I've been able to test and approve this throughout since literally, I would be, if I'm being straight up, really since July. And I've seen time after time again of how God's provided for me. I've seen time after time again of how God has just sent me who needs to be sent to pray for me, help me out. I've just seen time and time again of God blowing my mind continually. And yeah, I'm excited to see where this business is going that I'm I'm starting. I'm excited to see just revival in people's lives, not just my own. I'm just excited to see places I'll try I'm tra- I'll travel I'm just excited and so I'll encourage you as well to be excited for this year have a good mood um before you go to sleep tonight just pray 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 just pray please just pray just pray into this year pray um just pray into this year if you gotta surrender you gotta let some stuff out just let it out because you don't know what's on the other side and then also you don't know who is on the other side of your obedience so you got someone you need to hit up and apologize to, do it. Huh. I've had to do this too. And I know it's it's not easy. But yeah, just do it. You have ooh, you some of y'all have some people y'all wanna chase. Like you have what could be a potential future spouse, like a girl or a dude or whoever who you've been checking on. Hit that person up. Like if you a man, don't be scared. I if, hold on, hold on real quick. If it's one thing I can't take, it is men who don't know how to speak up. So look, speak up. If you got a girl you want to hit her up, hit her up. Don't worry about what she might say or this and that and, and the third. Just hit her up. Um, and if you're a girl, sit and wait. Let him come to you. Okay, let him come to you. If it's God, it's gonna happen. And so. Let him come to you. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm excited to see where this podcast will be next year. I'm excited to see the people who will come on. I'm excited to see just how much it grows because it's growing right now. So I'm really excited to see how it grows. And I'm just blessed that God made me start because beginning of this year, a year ago, I did not I did not have this in my goal list on so my dream or whatever you call it, this was not on the list yet. Just like God knows, beginning from the end, he knew that this podcast was for y'all and not for me, yet it was mostly for y'all. And so I love you so much. Thank you for tuning in every single week. Please share, please leave a comment if this has blessed your life. And I will see y'all in 2021. So I love y'all. Good night.